Welcome back, everybody, to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name's Shanik. And I'm Corey. And man, we are so excited about the episode today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining. Man, love that you are continuing to listen each and every single week. Man, I absolutely love that. Also, we want to say leave a review if you haven't already. And if you don't have Apple Podcast and don't listen that way and you listen some other way, what other ways could people listen besides Buzzsprout, Apple? Buzzsprout, Spotify. Spotify. Oh, yeah. Okay. Online. Yeah. So if you listen that way, man, we'd love for you to share and just share on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever we said the last Twitter, few times. Twitter, all, all of them. All the socials. Do the dang thing. What's your name? Yeah. Just do it. So what's the question of the week? Question of the week is, what is the last TV show you binged watched and or your favorite TV show of all time? Okay. So double. Right. The last one for Mel and I was probably um, the show Vikings. Hmm. Julie's so, watching that right now. I'm not interested. Yeah, it's uh, It was super cool. I really like it. I like that time period, that era. And um, I'm not for sure that they're finished, though. So I don't know if it technically counts as binge watch, even though we watched like all freaking five or six, seven seasons in like a month. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of TV. It was a lot. It was a whole lot. But we finished it. I would say my favorite show of all time, um, Suits. Suits. Harvey Specter. Harvey Specter, the Harvey. Yep. If let, you know, you let, know. Let me ask you a question real quick because I do know you probably as good as, if not better than Mel. <laughs> How many? No, episodes? I would not be Mike in the show. I would be Harvey. Wow. You cut me off because you thought you knew what I was going to ask you, yeah. but that's not what okay. I was going to ask you, chump. Okay. What you got? How many episodes did you fall asleep to while watching Viking? <laughs> oh, Viking? Um, none. Dude, I loved up? it. Dude, I loved the show. So it was how many, so intriguing. Well, why'd you laugh? How many episodes did you fall asleep to with Suits? Uh, none. Love the show. Like, if I'm absolutely in love with it, I will not fall asleep. Like, right now, Mel and I are watching this show called Designated Survivor. Mm-hmm. And every episode is, like, so intriguing, but, like, in a historical way, like, following the president and what he would do. But also, just with, like, enough of a background story with the FBI and CIA and conspiracy stuff where you can't fall asleep. Like you have to be so it's completely probably killing you because in tune. you laugh because you know, Oh, I, I fall asleep at all kinds he of falls shows. asleep all the time. Yeah. If I'm watching TV, but those two shows, no, even this new one, like if I catch myself at night drifting, I will pause it and be like, ah, we can't watch no more. We got to go to bed because I can't miss it. Wow. How does Mel feel about that when you have to pause? Oh, she would rather us not watch shows late at night she she she'd love to go to bed and go to sleep at like nine <laughs> you every night up. you watch this show with me dang yeah, it <laughs> yeah we're staying up to at least 10 30 yes old people problems what you got man i literally just finished um breaking bad for the first time and that's bad mm. like a, a week ago I just finished Breaking Bad. Right. And I watched it when it first came out. I got through the middle of season two and I was so stressed Dude, and anxious. I yep. just stopped. I gave up. And then we were hanging out with a bunch of dudes. It's and, intense. Uh, Rick Stumler was like, dude, you've got to finish it. He's yeah. like, it's like my favorite show. So I, I binge watched it and I'm glad yeah. I did. Really disappointed at how it ended. But uh, I mean, what there's do you a expect? couple of spinoffs that I haven't checked out yet. I know they have uh, that show Call about Saul. Yep, Better Call Saul that I haven't really that popped up is like, hey, you should watch this now. And I'm thinking about it. The the prequel, but it's a sequel or it's came right. after. Right. Yeah. My favorite show of all time is Suits too. So you and I, that was Harvey Specter. Jenny yeah. Stumler named her dog Har- Harvey, Harvey after Harvey Specter. Oh, really? Yeah. And earlier you said the Harvey. The, the only Harvey. the is 
the Donna. The touche, touche. I, I apologize. Forgive you, me. You like, yeah. You took away Forgive something me. from Donna that isn't cool. Forgive me. Yeah. So you and have no idea what we're you, talking about if you haven't seen it. it is so you got to go watch a, it. It's a corny drama to to some degree. I loved it though. Yeah. My wife was like, "It's so you can tell what's going to happen." I'm like, "You did not tell. You're about to get lit up." I just think it was Lewis cool, like lit. the whole like corporate world and how I, they negotiate it all is, their deals, and it was awesome. This is how bad that show was. I like when it ended. I felt like I lost friends. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like I was like, "Man, I knew these guys' lives." You didn't. It's all drama. There, there's only been one show like that where I felt like we legit lost friends, and it was How I Met Your Mur- Mother. Murder. How I, How I Met Your Mother. You, we are stop losers. making fun of me. And you know that show, right? I guess. And so when that show ended, we're like, wait, those are our friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only friends we got. We we, we missed them. Don't you climb trees. Okay, oh, right. we got to get to what we're talking about today because we are. I said we were so excited about the episode. I guess we it started is. getting giddy to talk about these freaking shows, yeah. but I really want to get to this. what we're talking about today. Closing so, out the series. Closing out the series. Things Christians things should stop Christians saying. Christians should stop saying. Part six, if you've been TC joining us, do we need to go through the, the top five real quick? I'd have to look them up on my notes. Week one was, do you remember? Yeah, stop praying about it. Or t- stop telling people, I'll pray about it. Yep. Or I'll week, be praying for you. Week two was, um, do you remember? Uh, no, I, I feel don't. God calling Oh, yeah, me. God call. Yeah, we should stop saying that. Week three, God is in control. Week four, the Bible clearly says, little controversial one. So if you're just listening now, you should go back and listen to that one. Oh, week, yeah. Week, week five, five was hate the sin. Love, love the, the sin. Yeah, let's stop saying that. And this week... Part six, we've actually got a lot. We're going to kind of do a rapid fire edition. These were ones we didn't So basically feel, we're saying there's a lot of things Christian. There's a lot of things Christian Christians should, should stop, stop saying, saying. But this was less about, oh, we can't talk a full episode about it. And we're just going to hit these. We might give some context. We might not. Who knows? Rapid yeah. fire edition, things Christians should stop saying. How many you we ready? got? You know? The I, I don't know, like eight oh. or nine, oh, something okay. like that. Cool. Ready? Yeah. You want me? I don't think you have no notes. I have notes no notes. I have nothing. So I'm just going off the cuff here whenever you say these to me. Here it is. Number one. God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Oh my gosh, I hate when people say this. And they <laughs> oh say it gosh. in light of, you know, tragedies or events or people feeling stress or anxious or wore out. And, oh, we God won't give you more than you can handle. You can get through this. And again, they're trying to be nice and sympathetic. But here's the thing. Sometimes we go through things that are a lot more than we can freaking yeah. handle. And here's the thing. If, oh, man, if, if we could handle them, then we wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need God, mm-hmm. and we wow. wouldn't have to rely on His strength and power and the Holy Spirit active in our life. So you know what? Yes, we do go through things more than we can handle. I mean, there's countless stories in the Scripture of people going through things that they can't handle, right? And needing God and His strength, right? So that's kind yeah. of a no-brainer. You should just stop saying it, right? Number two, everything happens for a reason. Oh my gosh. These are Man, I, all of these. You haven't seen this list. I, have I can't not seen wait. This list. I get to see his Everything initial response. Everything happens for a reason. That kind of goes back to the whole God is in control thing yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But man, here's the thing. Everything doesn't happen for a reason. There are some things that we go through that just happen because we live in uh, a messed up world that I'm just going to say it is just full of some shitty circumstances. Mm. And because I, I what? So I have a brother that's born with Down syndrome. That's for a reason. No, his, his chromosomes just got jacked up mm-hmm. through through the, the reproduction process. 
but am I excited and love Daniel with all my heart? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, but at the end of the day, I don't think that that was for a reason. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. So I hate that. I hate that phrase. Yeah. Not Stop everything happens it. for a reason, but you can sometimes find reason in a lot of the crap that you go through in your life. Oh, Remember, like that. Yeah. Everything doesn't happen for a reason, but you can find reason in everything that you yeah. go through. It goes back to that typical pastor phrase of life is less about what happens to you, more about how you respond to what happens to you. But that's as corny as it is, it's real and it's challenging in your perspective. Again, I'm just going off the cuff here. So if you want to add anything or just say, Shannon, you're off on that one. Just tell me. (laughs) And number three, he gives, oh, this one's so bad. He gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. (laughs) So uh, God's the one who's... What? Giving what? Death? No, he's not the author of death. He's not doing that. Or what is it like this? Some training ground? It's just such a corny thing. I have nothing to say about it. I don't even know how to respond to it. Yeah, I'm trying to grasp it. Guilty of saying this, grandma. I feel like this is like grandma's phrase. If grandma says it, just what context would people say that in? Like, yeah, it goes back to the what the previous two is. Is people going through a really heartbreaking situation and be like, oh. God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. You're going to, it's, it's a comforting term, but it's yeah. not comforting. It's, it's just like stupid. a backhanded compliment. You're yeah. basically saying that the, the person's a, like a strong warrior or soldier, mm-hmm. a tough soldier, but I guess it's a way of bringing comfort. Like, oh, you're going, maybe it's a way to just say, why can't they just say, Hey, I recognize you're going through a lot of crap right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, well that leads me to number four. God works in mysterious ways. Although true, you should stop saying it. Right. So there is a lot of mystery to God, mm-hmm. right? And what we should be okay to say is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> well, I, I love, you You unpack Isaiah 55. I love it. I hear Isaiah 55 almost always in response to this is, oh, God's ways are higher than our than our ways. and His thoughts and, are higher than our thoughts. Yeah, yeah. and I've and even we used about it. This, yeah, a couple We've talked about it, ago, but if yeah. you missed it in the previous podcast, that has to do with mercy and that has to do with anything else that we, oh, well, I don't have to understand this because God's ways are higher. God's thoughts. No, it, it literally has to go do with like, hey, are, are you merciful? Because God's merciful. Merciful. So, right. I got nothing to add to that. You good with that one? I'm really good with that one. Okay, here's this one. Uh, quoting Philippians four thirteen out of context. So Philippians oh four thirteen. I can says, do all things who through Christ through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things. All things. And they think all things mean all things, but all things do not mean all things. Because there's a context to Philippians chapter four. In fact, I used to pray this while I was trying to dunk a basketball. I'm five foot nine, have very limited vertical, and I have still not been able to dunk. And so clearly the Bible you can't was lying. Do all things through Christ. Yep. Because I can't do all things through yeah. Christ. And, it gives me strength. And maybe we pick up on this because um, we're athletes. We really pay attention to the sport world. And man, a ton of FCA's, I think, foundational verse. Yeah, it is. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And they use it in like an athletic way a lot of times and with, you know, a sporting analogy. But at the end of the day, like one, just stop saying it in like this idea of achievement in sports. Mm. Now, if people want to start saying it that are involved in sports, say it. You know what? I can do all things, which means what? Even when I lose even when we have losing seasons, I can be content with what I gained and learned through the season. Ding, ding, ding. I can be content in the idea that I still have a scholarship and I'm going to college for free or whatever the case may be. You I know worked what I mean? hard and walked on. Yeah. I can be content with my spot on the fourth line or whatever it is. Right, right. On the bench. Yeah. yeah the context of Philippians chapter four is, contentment. is all about contentment. 
So it has nothing to do with, I love that you just used the word achievement. It has nothing to do with achievement. It has everything to do with contentment. And so, yeah, you can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That means that you can, you can be content in every season, regardless of your circumstances, because it's God who gives you strength. Yep. Done. Love it. All right. What else? Uh, this is number six. I'm a nobody. I hate this. Christians need to stop saying I'm a nobody. And it usually is that, that, that phrase. And I've said it before. Do you, I know what do you you're remember going. what it is? Yeah. The phrase. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, just a nobody yeah. trying to tell everybody about somebody. Who can save anybody. Yeah. Who can save anybody. Yeah. And I get what people are saying, but the reality is, is you, the listener, are not a nobody because you are a somebody who Jesus died for, died as. He has empowered yeah. his kids. You are a son or a daughter. Yeah. You are not a nobody. Love it. And it, it's one of my, this is actually one of my biggest pet peeves is when you give compliments to people and they say, oh, it's all God. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's all him. All for him. Yeah, all for him. And so when you think about that, basically what you're doing is you are insulting God and how he created you with the gifts and talents that you have when you say that. Mm. Because you're saying, God, you didn't make me great. Yep. God, you didn't make me with any talents and abilities. Man, stop that. We're co-laborers. Yeah, yeah, we're co-laborers with Christ. Like he, he created us right? On purpose for a purpose. And we do have different giftings and talents that we need to start being okay uh, to not only use, but being okay when someone compliments it. You know, yes, you can be appreciative and humble and say, you know what, man, thank you so much, man, man, God, you know, man, God has done an amazing thing in my life, but I, I'm also glad that I've been working hard, right? We do what we can do. And then we expect to, we expect God to do what we can't. And yeah. so, but it starts with, we do what we can do. Like it's it's not like we're lazy, right? I know um, in in a couple different places, um, uh, not Solomon, because that that's not the book I'm thinking of. What's a book that Solomon wrote? Book of Wisdom, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, or... yeah. Whatever your whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, hmm. right? We're not called to be lazy. We're not called to do nothing. We're not called to be nobodies. No, God created us to work, to work hard, to make a difference, to make an impact. And yeah, freaking stop saying. I'm a nobody or, oh, it's all God. Stop saying that. <laughs> Number seven, this has to do with death. God took so-and-so or God needed another angel. Well, go ahead and answer. I mean, I've been answering all these. Go ahead. Well, I kind of like you just answering. Them. All right. Just... Well, I'm just going to say God doesn't take anyone. He only receives people. And we know that. And I've heard you say that as well. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't need another angel. It's not like our loved ones, when they die, become angels. Angels are created beings, a certain thing that we are not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Matter of fact, um, I think there's scripture that say, doesn't it say like even angels are below us? I think so. Man, I wish They're I could. Jealous. Yeah. I wish I could think about that well, off the we top have of my Google. head. Look it up. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else to say about that other than to say, and I get it. You're trying to comfort and consult. I feel like a lot of these, like are said, when we're trying to bring comfort, yeah. And it's not comforting. And it's, it's not that comforting. I mean, it's good to know that people are there for you, but it's back to what I said. I think it was a previous podcast, like be present with people yeah. and just sit there and listen to them. I can't tell you, like there's been a couple different times. Um, so I will tell you that people have been going through death and I've come in and I've done nothing but set hug, cry, not say a word, mm -hmm. just be there for people. And yeah. I think that sometimes that makes more of an impact than, than sitting there trying to, you know, bring understanding or say all these cliches that, man, people just want to know 
man, when you show up, it shows at your form. It speaks louder than any yeah. words you say. People that say stupid stuff like this tend to not be people or tend to be people that haven't really gone through it because they haven't had it said to them to realize how stupid it is that you say some bizarre things when people are grieving. Right. And, and to say God took someone is to say that then God killed that person Yeah, and didn't want him alive here on earth any longer, yeah. which is no longer the case. Yeah. Not the kingdom of God. It's not the case. Number eight, you need to get right with God. You need to get right with God. You usually hear this when people are either scolding or disciplining somebody. They Something that Christians should stop saying is, oh, you just need to get right with God. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know you know where I'm going to go. I'm going to say that's wrong and we should stop saying it because you need to start recognizing that people already are right with God. Yeah. Jesus Why? Did because that. Jesus did the work to make them right. Come on, somebody. Moving on. Period. Yeah. Number nine, you need more of God. Oh, this is actually a personal pet peeve. I'm going to jump in first. You jump in and do this one. Yeah. Uh, you should stop saying it in your own life. You should stop saying it to other people that people just need more of God. God gave all of himself. And so you don't have portions of God. He's not waiting for you to mature. He's not waiting for you to get married. He's not waiting for you to get a new job. He's not waiting for you to give it a certain level. He's not waiting for you to fast more. He's not waiting for you to read your Bible more. He's not waiting for anything that you do extracurricular to give him to, or to give more of himself to you. You already have the fullness of God in Christ inside of you. He's not, you, you need to stop waiting for more of God and recognize you already have all of them. Man, I love that. What else am I going to add to that? You uh, don't need nothing. to get more of God. Okay. You ready? We're last. We're going to close with this one. Number oh, 10. We got 10. We got 10. Oh, you ready? 10. Things you should stop saying. We're in the end times. Ooh, this could be, wow. We said this couldn't be an episode, each one of these, but this one really could. Um, my first go-to right off the top of my head is, um, Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says in these last days. So I'm thinking right away, wait, were the last days then, or are the last days now? So if you say they're for then, like the writer of Hebrews did in these last days, so are they still the last days 2000 years later, or could it be that the writer of Hebrews was thinking of something else. And people's dumb responses, well, to a day is like a thousand years for God and totally misunderstanding <laughs> the context of what that is even talking about. Yeah, the end, the end times. If you have not, we'll just say this, because I, I don't think it's justifying to, to go into this episode on what we believe about this or to teach on it. It could be another episode. Mm -hmm. But if you have not studied eschatology, which is the study of end times, and there's four different views, and it's not pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Those are all three different views under one of the eschatological views. Right. So if you have not studied eschatology, you need to stop saying this in your vocabulary because it's not true. You're ignorant on the topic and on the subject because we have seen this be used and abused in the Christian culture for the last 40 years, and the people that teach and preach on this most likely haven't studied eschatology. So I encourage you, there's that big word that you can study, things that you can dive deeper on. I've actually yeah. studied a lot over the last several years because I was shocked to find out that there were more than one view because I was only taught one yeah. view my whole life. And we, and I'll say this, more than one view that is accepted within, you know, biblical uh, scholarship, Christian academia is what I was going to mm -hmm. say, but yeah, like more than one view accepted. Mm -hmm. And it's, if you're a Christian and have a differing view on eschatology, that doesn't mean you're not a Christian if you have a view that's different than what other people's views are, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. which is okay. And just to give you a little bit of snippet, like this idea of stop saying, you know, it's the end times or it's the end of days or whatever, however you phrase that question. 
or that or that statement, like a lot of times, instead of the end of time, a lot of that is translated, if you look it up properly, the end of the age. Well, what age ended? Well, we knew we know that the old covenant mosaic system ended and a new covenant was initiated and inaugurated by Jesus at the cross, and it fully came into full implementation 70 AD with the destruction of the temple, and we are now and then forever will be in the new covenant. Mm-hmm. So the end of the age. Selah. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, seriously. And here's the thing. I've studied this topic, <laughs> and I've come to a conclusion on where I stand currently in this season of life, but I'm also willing to admit that I could be wrong, and that's okay. But if you're not studied on the subject, quit saying it because it's not helping anybody at all. Man, that was a lot. That was fun, though, but I don't know if I got most of those accurate or not, but I don't care. I think it's I like stuff it. you should stop saying. Rapid fire. That's all for our things Christians should stop saying. Thank you again for joining us on Two Pastors and a Mic. And as always, you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it.